Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. What's poppin' congregation? Welcome back to another installment of Scam Goddess. It's me, your host, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And I'm very what? Yes, I'm very excited for today's guest. And I am. This is a man who strongly helped shape my comedic skills. I'm not even lying. This man taught me so much. Uh, We have been friends for many, many years, basically since I moved to Los Angeles. He is a king. He is a writer. He has written for several TV shows, including Florida Girls, which I was on if y'all watch my ratchet ass shit. It's it's still on Showmax if you want to see our ratchet asses, where he also played Rick and took shots out of my titties. Get into it. He also has a comedy theater called The Comedy Co-op and it's a performer-led like cooperative that puts together all types of shows and comedy in LA. So congregation, please welcome James Mastriani. And you see how much I'm gesticulating over here, James. I'm like really hype. <laughs> I love it. My my uh my Italiano's coming through and your gesticulation. <laughs> You're using your hands. I like this. This is good. This so is much good. hand usage. But yes, <laughs> What's guys, up, Lacey? show Max, if you want to see uh <laughs> James and I interacting a lot. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I'm I'm good. How are you, James? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, just just kind of vibing through a pandemic, through through a global um historical moment that uh that we'll all remember forever and just, you know, just getting through it. Getting through it. Honestly, I feel like we as millennials got scammed because how many global events do we need to live through, bitch? Like, we was here for 9-11. We here for COVID. We here for, like, you know, Janko jeans and light-up belts. Um, (laughs) B2K broke up. (laughs) So much so that, like, uh, we've had to, like, backlog and, and kind of put it on the back burner so many traumas and catastrophes we did go through that don't even feel like like remember columbine oh Uh, lord (laughs) columbine was like the biggest millennial tragedy imaginable and now it's like i don't even know that there's probably people that don't even know what it is the the club shoes the housing bubble bursting in 2008 donald trump katrina oh hell Everything, everything. We're I mean, not trying to bring y'all down. I just want to say, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a survivor. Oh, okay. Beyonce's <laughs> people just knocked on the door. I cannot sing any more of that song legally. Um, 
I love that. I love that Beyonce is so rich that she has a lawyer outside everybody's door. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> just in case they do a little bit of copyright infringement. You just get that. Nah, Hello? Knock, knock, ah, knock. Nope. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So congratulations to you if you can even hear this because you've made it through a lot, honey. Um, you're doing amazing, sweetie. No matter what you're yeah. doing. Even if you're just I like agree. in the f- fetal position crying, like look at you expressing emotion. Good for you. You know. Hey, you're crying. That's that's a, that's that's progress. That's progress. It is. But James, I do have to ask you. And you've yeah. been on the show before. This is the second time James has been on and I know the listeners who this episode I think is behind the paywall, but I think I'm going to take 10 episodes out, guys. I'll let you guys know because they're like taking too many of my episodes away. Um, but James was one of my first guests and he told this fantastic story. I'm going to pull it out of the paywall so you guys can hear it because it's it's one of my favorite episodes. But <laughs> James, since then, since since those crazy times, like what's your relationship with scams now? It's, you know, you've been through a whole oh. pandemic and not even through. We're in the middle. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll tell you, Lacey, like, I feel like my whole world vision of, of what is, what is real and what is not and what is a scam and what is not has just really, just really shifted. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the, the things that your show does, uh, that is, that is beneficial, not only just to making people laugh, but also just sort of revealing, like, just how everything feels like it's just a, in, in a capitalist society, especially is just a scam on a top, on top of a scam, on top of a scam. Um, and, but what, one thought I had recently and is, and I don't know where this comes from. I don't know if this is a scam or not, but, um, I've, I've been thinking about like extended family and like <laughs> how much of extended family is a scam, right? Like, <laughs> What's the cutoff here? First cousins, second cousins. Mm-mm. So we've got a drop of blood that we share, and I've got to give you what kind of emotional energy here? Like what? What is? Am how I is this functioning? Um, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know who invented that or who started it. Um, but it's weird to me when people are like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this is David." This is my third cousin removed from yeah, my mother's side. Yeah, when we get side. into the removals, I'm like, what does that even mean? If they removed them, then they removed them. Why are you here? Yeah. Why so, are you at the reunion? <laughs> Put down that hot dog. Just say your friends. So what, your friends? Your friends that have like some sort of link here or I don't know. So that that was something that I've been thinking about lately is like, what is, maybe it's not a, I don't know if it's a scam that's benefiting anybody, but it definitely seems like a weird thing we've all agreed on that I'm like, this doesn't make sense. The only thing I will say, I have two points on extended family. One, there is somebody who comments on my Instagram constantly. It is like, I'm your cousin. I'm your cousin because your aunt so-and-so, uh, brother, nephew, had a son, and then they had me, and then we cousins. And they consistently comment on my page that we're cousins. And I'm like, bro, we not cousins. Like, I have never <laughs> met you. I've never heard about you. i never seen you in a family <laughs> album, okay? But I'm from Texas, <laughs> So the only reason that I under, I kind of think extended family isn't a scam is because you need to know who not to fuck so the genetics not going to get all messed up and then and the baby going to come out a little, you know, 
lopsided. Fair. So, um, and that's not, there's no shade to uh, people with special needs and da 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 da. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, you know, if you have yep. sex with someone that you're related to, you know, that's. Uh, We've all the seen South, the British royal family. We know what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> we know the, what lopsided right. means. Although, although uh, Elizabeth was with her cousin, and um, I think, I mean, they came out all right, I think, all the kids. Mm. Maybe not in the head. But maybe yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. So um yeah, I kinda yep. get it, especially in Texas, like it was like a thing. It's still a thing. If I tell my family that I'm dating someone, they're like, okay, when are you gonna fly home so we can meet them? And it was like a thing. Whoa. Really? You have to bring people home. I'm like, is that, okay. Is that a is that a mostly family? Kind of like, is that something that all the Mosley kids have to do? Like they all, or is that specifically a Lacey thing? I don't know. It's Maybe it's just my uh, immediate family, but that was always a thing. Yeah. I never like told them I was dating anyone. Because if I said I was dating, if I said dating, then they were like, okay, so when are you guys going to fly home so that we can like meet him and mildly threaten him, you know, around cocktails and great food. <laughs> or her, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But it is interesting. It's like, where is the cutoff? Especially for money. Like, I can't get, oh, third totally. cousins can't get no loans. Yeah. I mean, luckily, nobody in my family uh, has ever has ever thought of me as somebody that has money because I'm not somebody that has <laughs> money. So they don't reach out to, <laughs> to me, which might be, which might be good. But, uh, you know, for somebody in, in your position who's just blowing up. What are you doing, talking about? You know? I am in the same position. Don't do that. Don't do that. I have no money. I have Listen, no money. Listen, any, any Mosley family members listening to this that are extended, that. Uh, oh, wow. Fourth, you wish that evil cousins, on me? Don't, don't listen to Lacey. I've seen her around town. She's tossing. She's talk, tossing Benjamins out, out of the window constantly. I am not Drake. This is not a Drake music video. I am not handing out stacks of cash. Okay, I don't have it. I don't have it. Uh, My mom is the family bank. Thank God. Like, they call her. If, the, if the, somebody needs a, a quick casket my mom if you need you know like anything you need like that's my mom that's not me um she's gonna kill me when she hears this but let's get into our first segment here what's hot in fraud this is where we warn our listeners about popping scams and the zeitgeist or more often than not i don't even know why i say the warn our listeners because maybe i'll warn y'all about some shit again if i see some shit but uh more often than not we get a letter from you guys and uh as always snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what Yes, fuck up your bag. So, I need a fake name for this person, James. A fake name? Yes. Um, okay, let's do uh let's do Gregory. I don't know if they are uh, We don't care male, about gender. Female, gender. Yeah. Uh yeah. uh let's do uh uh <laughs> Gregory, Gregory? uh uh Let's go Fanucci. Italian. Okay, Fanucci. Gregory Fanucci. Oh, suddenly I'm transported to New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gregory says, hey, Lacey, I went back to school. And of course, I got a school email address. Come on, back to school, the biggest scam. Yes, yep. we love. Like, why don't they teach about taxes in college? Like, why don't they teach you how to get a home loan in college? I'm paying to go to school. That should be an elective. Like, y'all got me taking fencing and shit. Give me something I could use. So <laughs> Gregory Fanucci went back to school. 
and says, of course, you know, I got the school email address. I don't know what's happening with my school, but we get hella spam, scam emails. This one is about COVID relief fund as well. You can read what they're saying for yourself. Respectfully, Gregory Finucci. Okay. So we got a forwarded email. It says, dear students. Okay, dear students. And I do want to say that the email address is uh, at Tulane.edu. So, oh, Tulane. They got the, and that's a good school, and they got the school email address. So, is that in Louisiana? Where is Tulane? Yeah, is that I Texas? feel like it is. I feel like Tulane's it's definitely Louisiana. the South. I feel like it's in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but you know, y'all will correct me if it's not. Last week, somebody corrected me about saying tadpole wrong. It's tadpole, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, and yes, uh, my producer Judith has confirmed Tulane is in Louisiana. Yes. See, I oh, know Oh, there schools. you go. There we so, go. So, dear students, so this to everybody. Okay. Please take note. We found out that most students have not yet received their COVID-19 relief funds. We are here to assist you guys to get your funds. We had a meeting today and we decided to help all students. I'm reading it as it's written. We decided to help all students who have not yet received their COVID-19 relief funds. And we believe it far useful for you guys, the following details below will be needed to start up. That's that's how it's written. There's no punctuation. Your full name, SSN, which stands for Social Security Number, phone number, current house address, and picture of your driving license back, front, and back. What? <laughs> I just want to pause because there's a little bit more. So we found out that most students, <laughs> we had a meeting. Who is we? Yeah, who is we? This sounds like it's coming from Eastern Europe and they just want like social like, security number. Like they're, they're trying to steal somebody's identity. Can they add? Can, it, can anybody okay. just ask for that stuff? I mean, yes. I ask people for their social all the time on Twitter. <laughs> That doesn't mean I'm getting it, but, you know, you yeah, can fair. always ask. But fair. my thing is, who is we? You saying we a lot. Oh, you speak French now? Like, who is we? Who is the we? <laughs> who are is you? It... <laughs> it's are a, these the, boosters? The subject is, hello. <laughs> <laughs> the subject is, hello. That's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is professional. This is hello. a professional. Is it me you're looking for? Like, who are you? Where Let are you coming from? Let me get your from? social security. <laughs> like, Lionel Richie's knocking on the door. <laughs> that's, all you can, that's all you can sing. No, um, he's not that rich anymore. No, Lionel Richie. Well, I said <laughs> Lionel Beyonce. was knocking. I didn't say his people was knocking. I said Lionel was knocking. Um, actually, Lionel's a very nice man. I used to wait on him at a sushi restaurant a lot. And when he would come in, he would be like, now, baby, you know I can't use these chopping sticks. Go on back and find me a fork. <laughs> and I like, so it got to the point where I knew if he was coming, I would just have forks and knives on the table. Because he was like, you, you know what's know. funny about that is I also... I, I had a friend tell a Lionel Richie story as well uh, mm -hmm. and said, also, crazy nice guy. Like, um, you know, like they, they were hanging at a bar, bought drinks and stuff. Uh, and then the only thing that, that they said about Lionel Richie was um, drives crazy fast and it's mm. terrifying. Mm. Uh, like like in a sports car, like really, really fast. So I guess I guess Lionel Richie has a, has a thing for speed. 
He's living that fast life. Yeah, good for him. Right. Except for I can't live that fast life anymore. I already got dropped by Allstate. They said I was in bad hands. They said they actually said I was in no hands. The black man showed up <laughs> from the commercials and he said, give us our shit back. <laughs> got in one too many accidents. It was really my mama's fault because I had a rental car because the transmission on my old cursed car broke just in a ra- randomly. Um, and the... um. Uh, my mom was like, when I got to the real, like the rental car place, she was like, oh, you should just get, like, don't get the rental car insurance. It's a scam. Like, you already have insurance through Allstate, so just use Allstate. So I was like, okay. Sure enough, I got to a fucking accident on my way to go shoot single parents. Like, I was like, oh man, totaled the car, too. Totaled it. And it wasn't Jesus. like I totaled it on the other car. It was like the other car was making a left-hand turn, which if you live in L.A., you know left-hand turns are very risky. You make them on yellow lights. You have to assess the speed of everyone coming towards you. They did yep. not assess my speed. Tried to make a left-hand turn. We collided. They were safe. Everything was fine. But I ran up onto the curb and hit a goddamn mailbox or something that belongs to the city. And <laughs> Allstate Holy was shit. like, hey, girl, you're not in good hands no more. We actually taking the hands away. <laughs> you are in no hands, okay? Look, ma, no hands. That's what they did. That's what they sent me in the letter. No hands. Um, yes, yeah, so I can't be I've seen the games. commercials now. All the commercials now at the very end, they say, uh, except for Lacey. <laughs> Allstate, you're in good hands, except for Lacey. Except for Lacey. Except for, though, I do appreciate that because insurance is a scam. So I got my money's worth before they kick me out. I was like, run it up. Yep, Pay for these cars, yep. bitch. Make it's it rain. Yeah, it's absolutely a scam. So, you know, we, this this letter, going back to this letter, um, this email, it starts with hello. There's no credentials. They just talk about some we, <laughs> the collective we. I don't know who we is. Um, they asking you for a picture of your driver's license, back, front, and back. They want it back, back, forth, and forth. No, you want back, front, and back? Can you, here, if you're going to rob me, can you yeah. at least run it through Grammarly first? Because this is disrespectful. Also, clearly using COVID, whatever this is, whatever mm-hmm. this fucking scam is, like clearly using COVID as like a manipulation ploy, right? Like right. some sort of like, let's get to some emotional, you know, place in this reader's, uh, right. in, in this reader's mind. It reminds me of, remember when like everybody was trying to make money off 9-11 and you had like 9-11 commemorative coins and like all Which, these like, different- what? Like, we don't want to commemorate this. We are sad. What? Like, (laughs) I mean, could you imagine going to somebody's home and seeing their collection of 9-11 coins? Commemorative (laughs) coins. I'm automatically going to think either you were a part of it or you are a sociopath. You are a murderer. Why would you want that? Like, look at the detail of the smoke coming off of the skyscrapers on this, on these uh, uh, nickels. I also have a Timothy McVeigh, Oklahoma City bombing (laughs) coin. Oh, it's got man. a little hoodie on it. Uh, like what? Like what? Or maybe that's the Unabomber. But like what? Like that's crazy. This goes right back to what we were talking about before. Millennial trauma coins. Like let's commemorate. <laughs> let's do the whole collection. Millennial trauma commemorative coins. James, let's get into this. I think we yeah. can sell this to Hasbro. Millennial, millennial trauma yeah. monopoly. Like <laughs> man, we, we could make a shit ton of money. Shit ton of money off of people's pain. You landed on a BLM (laughs) protest. Go straight to jail. (laughs) Do not collect $200. (laughs) You pick up a Uh, chance card. (laughs) PPE loan. (laughs) Collect $3,000. Oh, 
no. So uh, the end of this uh, fake email says, please note that in the process of helping you, a code will be sent to your mobile number, which you will send it back to me and also a link for selfie verification will be sent to your number. Please make sure you follow the instructions to enable us get it done for you. After the whole verification, a Bank of America debit card will be sent to your home address for you to have access to your funds. This sounds so shady. I got to send a selfie? What I gotta is send this? A, a verification link and a selfie. So what I'm guessing is, is that they're using all of this information to log into your bank account or to get into, you know, you know figure out where your financial institution is. And then once your financial institution is like, this is weird, then you might get a, a link because a lot of banks do that now. They'll send you a link like, you know, this, hey, girl, someone's what's right. going on. And then they want you to send them the link and the code back so that they can get into your shit <laughs> and a photo. Man. And a photo. You already have my driver's license, bitch. What do you need a photo Multiple for? Multiple photos. Yeah. What is this? Is also and, I have and, never dealt with any professional government organization or otherwise that asked me to send them a selfie, and they wrote the words selfie, not a photo of your face. Selfie. That is. I mean, what what could possibly be needed? On top of a driver's license, why would you need a selfie? Because you, like, changed that much? And also, yeah, you're right. Selfie is funny because it's like somebody else can't take this picture for me. No, it's got to be a selfie. We need it's got to be a selfie. Open that front face and camera up, bitch, and show us your face. What? And this email's been going around campus. I can't... The thing is, is, like, with COVID, obviously, like, people's financial situations change for the better oh, yeah. or for the worse, for the better for the billionaires, for the worse for most average Americans. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it's sad when people try to prey off of that kind of, like, des- you know, desperation. But also, this is so poorly constructed, constructed that if you fell for this, like... Yeah. Um, I mean, Absolutely. But it like, is it is really sad, but it's also like literally the basis of our economic system, right? Like right. if you if you have the gall for it, if you have the stomach for it, you can make so much fucking money off of pain and suffering. Like mm-hmm. um, it's a whole like anytime a uh, uh, some sort of tragedy comes along, there's a shit ton of money. If if you can stomach it, i.e. if you're a sociopath, right. you can make all types of money off of that. And we um, talked about it. All the COVID scams, they got the fake, they used to have fake pop-up COVID testing centers where they were definitely yeah. just putting like a lipstick uh, applicator up your nose and like <laughs> charging <laughs> you $200. Yeah. <laughs> 200. They were going 200? for it. 200? Yeah. Oh and honestly, if you go get a PCR and a rapid, like, and it's not paid for by a production company and it's not like through the city, which obviously you have to wait much longer to get the results, like the private right. ones, they're about that price. That's like, insane. Mm-hmm. $200 mm-hmm. during like, a pandemic. Yeah. For two tests, like 95 85 I paid it the other day. Like, mm-mm. 
Jesus. So, yeah, it's it's really sad. And obviously, like, this one's really dumb. But, like, guys, keep your eyes peeled for people like this. Uh, hello? Uh, send hello. us a selfie. <laughs> Is it a scam you're looking for? Okay, I can see yeah. it in your eyes. I can see it in your lack of smile. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, people are preying on that energy, and they still are. So just be vigilant, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break from some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be right I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you feel like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits. And you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay? Come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's. And enter the code GODDESS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code GODDESS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess And we are back, and it's time for my favorite segment of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale James with a famous con, caper, group of criminals, uh, single miscreant. We don't know. Maybe we like them. Maybe we hate them. We'll all find out together. Uh, So I will note... (laughs) 
that a great deal of the structure and quotes from this episode is coming from Texas Monthly's 2005 article, The Last Ride of Cowboy Bob. And that's by Skip Hollinsworth. And that's a Texas name if I ain't ever heard one. Um, Skip? Oh, yeah. Skip? Skip. Skip is, Skip is such a Texas name. It is. I love it. Um, I, what is Skip short for? It, that ain't the name, right? Uh, Skipper? uh Skipper Skipperton. <laughs> <laughs> I love it being even more complicated. Skipperton, like Skip Skipterion. Skipterion. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a disease. That sounds like a, something flesh eating. You know, you know, he got that Skipterion. You might want Skipterion. Oh God. Want to steer clear until he <laughs> clear up. Um, but I love Texas Monthly. They give me the best stories. Um, it's great. And I love the writers over there. So historic hoodwings, guys. In the early '90s, around Dallas, Texas, a mysterious cowboy robbed several banks over a period of two years. Cowboy Bob was eventually caught and found out not to be who anyone expected. So the first bank robbery. First of all, I wasn't thinking like when I saw Cowboy Robber that this was going to be in the 90s. Wow, no, I I definitely did not. Like, like when did when did banks I feel like I feel like banks became impossible to rob like around that time period, right? Like right. when when just security between like cameras and like DNA and like all that. And also kind of silent stuff. alarms and yeah. like, you know, vaults. And then like they have that thing yeah. where like if you get the money out illegally, like ink gets all over it. Oh like, yeah. Ink and stuff. Yeah. I will so- say though, like I think we're ready for I think society's ready for a really charming, non-violent, successful bank robber again. <laughs> I think we're ready for it. I think I think we would all rally around like, yeah, I know John Dillinger was violent and killed people, but like somebody that doesn't hurt people, but successfully is able to rob banks. I think we, I, I think we're ready for that person. I feel like it's gotta be an inside job these days. I feel like you have to yeah. do your homework. So much of everything is computerized. Like you can't just come in and be like, everybody on the ground. Like I yeah. feel like, you know. The first bank robbery was in May of 1991, when a five foot six bearded man in a backwards 10 gallon cowboy hat walked into the American Federal Bank in Irving, Texas. Okay, I am from Dallas, so I know Irving. It's very close. Oh, we got a photo of this man. I will drop it on the Insta. This hat. Okay, my guy is dripping though. Like, oh, this is swag. Yeah, this guy's great. Yo, that's what I'm talking about. You better dress up. You better give yeah. the girls fashion when you rob the bank. Okay? He strutted in like he was on the goddamn catwalk. He got on a and leather five, jacket. Six, short How? king. It's May in 1991 in Texas. I know it's warm. Definitely too warm for you to be wearing a leather jacket, leather gloves, and a button yeah. down. And, <laughs> and a 10-gallon hat. Honestly, he looks like a country music star. Right. Garth Brooks, is that you? <laughs> Garth Brooks lawyer knocks on your door. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, could you please talk more about Garth Brooks? We actually yeah. appreciate the publicity. <laughs> Thank you for what you're doing for Garth Brooks. <laughs> so, like, without a word, the man slid a note under the counter or across the counter to the teller, saying. This is a bank robbery. Give me your money. No mark bills or die packs. 
So he knew about the dye packs. He knows. He knows. He, he knew about the Mark Bills. Yeah. Yes. Smart man. Use the note. Don't make Just, a scene. Keep it classy. He, he didn't yeah. say everybody on the floor. He said, you get into that money drawer. That's it. Yep. And yeah. we love it. So the man received the bag of cash from the stunned teller, nodded, and walked out as if it was any other day. Oh, swag. Yeah. Sauce. Also, also going back to the note really fast, like, what if uh what if you have bad handwriting and it's just like this really <laughs> <laughs> the bank teller is just struggling to figure out what it's it like, says? Like I don't know what this says. Rubbery? This gib- is rubbery. Gib- gibba me? <laughs> gibba me ma- you, want, you want a bag of cats. Moray? Moray? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like, sir. Hey, is this an R? I don't understand. Hey, hey, it says, give me all the money. This is a robbery. It says, this is a God. That's what this says? Oh. It says, this is a robbery? Shut your shut, shut, ass up. Shut your ass up. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know what it says? Uh, robbery, damn. <laughs> oh, uh, very fun improv scene that I wish I could do. Thank you, Kevin. I know. Um, I know. So he walked out like, I got the swag sauce. I'm dripping swagoo. And like that, you know, that like that. I love it. And actually, I want to read. So he did say in the note, it is a bank robbery. I love that for him. Because he could have just said, give me all the cash. No, I'm Mark Bills. But he was like, let me clarify up top. This is a bank robbery. Okay. Love it. Just yeah. want you to know. I am love, robbing we, the bank. We love setting up boundaries. Boundaries are right. a good thing. <laughs> so... He then got into his two-door 1975 Pontiac Grand Prix with stolen license plates and calmly drove away. Oh, my God. Look at this car. Are you kidding me? That's a dope car. That is a dope car. I would be with this man. I would be. (laughs) This guy also guaranteed has some of the coolest arm tattoos. Like, Uh, um, has to. I just, this car is fucking Fire, bro. Yeah. In Irving, Texas. Also, I'm just like impressed. Like, robbery seems to be his profession because he just yeah. walked in and was like, do, 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 do. He slid the note that he always slides. He probably was like, give me the note back in- with the cash, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't write no new notes. I just keep saying I don't no. do no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, no overhead. I don't I don't want overhead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Greta Gerwig, I believe in uh, saving the planet. Greta Thunberg, yeah. okay? So, now just reuse, reuse, recycled. Same robbery note. A bank robber who's, like, really into climate, climate change <laughs> in the early 90s. <laughs> yes. An innovator. So, the man in the backwards cowboy hat would come to be known as Cowboy Bob in the press by and by authorities. He would go on to rob four more banks with similar flawless precision between May 1991 and September 1992. So here's the thing that annoys me about criminality and obviously I'm a part of this so I can't really say that for real for real but like the news loves to sensationalize a criminal. They love to be like oh my god he did several murders but he also had a quiet side and loved to foster cats. Like right, he's a murderer. Especially if they're white too. Especially if they're white. Like, if if they're they're a white murderer, it's like, here's this white murderer with his family, and they're petting sheep at a petting zoo, and, uh, you know, like... By the uh, way, he killed his family. Yeah. Yeah. But they all smiling in the pig like, he ain't murder him. It happens all the time. Like, that used to be a joke, um... 
that I can't remember who tweeted. I think Zach Fox uh, tweeted that it was like, this is a photo of when a white guy kills his family. And it was like the family on a jet ski together, like out in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did y'all use this photo? Use his mugshot. On vacation. <laughs> on a jet ski. <laughs> and they still do it. The New York Post is infamous for fucked up photos. They give oh, the white yeah. people really nice photos the and they give the blows. black people like yeah. literally you could be a black person who was, you know, tripped and fell and like you're suing the bus company and they're going to use a photo of you with six blunts in your mouth like, man, yeah. it's victim to bus. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So Cowboy Bob baffled the FBI from the beginning. He not only wore dark glasses and a beard to obscure his features, but he made sure to keep his head down so security cameras didn't capture his face. Former FBI agent Steve Powell, the man who was put on the case, told Texas Monthly he he was making me start to pull my hair out. How could this thin little dried up cowboy be whipping us this bad time after time? And like, cause he works in a hater job. And so, yep. and that's, that's what it's about. Like if you work in the FBI, that look, they don't pay that much in the F to B and the I or in any law enforcement for real, for real. until you start climbing the ranks. Um, yeah. so you, you motivate on hate. Like, yeah. You want to take a picture with the money on the table, with the drugs on the table. You want to take a picture with the famous criminal and he wasn't getting it. Yeah. And they, they, they make it a righteous, moral thing. You and they're know, lying. It's not righteous the, or moral. It's an ego nope. thing. It's such yeah. a fucking ego trip. They're like, this person's getting stuff that I'm not. Like, I'm yeah. following the law. Are you, though? Exactly. Are, Are you? you? Are you? And let's talk about that bank he robbed. Are they following the law? Mm-hmm. Are they righteous and moral? Because I bet you they've evicted some poor people this week. Mm-hmm. I bet you they've. I bet you they have. Especially yeah. during COVID. And I wish that, like, news sources would stop like the news is so heavily responsible for so much that's wrong in this country as well i blame the news heavily for trump i blame the news for a lot of shit and it's like the phrasing that they use like there was a woman uh in the news this week who um lost her husband to covid and then obviously was now a single mother and then she was like she lost the news article said she lost her husband to covid and now she's losing her home to covid and i was like bitch she didn't lose her home to covid she losing her (laughs) home to first national like what are y'all yeah. talking about yeah for sure yeah miss ron ain't never handed nobody eviction papers yeah that house is not coughing a hundred percent it's not covid it's the bank right the delta variant didn't make nobody homeless it made them sick it may have absolutely. made them gravely ill but it most certainly did not take away their housing no that's <laughs> our economic system and that's been around for a while now right so so yeah. But let's not do it. Let's not phrase things that way. It's not cute. Um, So five times Cowboy Bob evaded the police. But during his sixth bank robbery, he screwed up. Damn. Sixth. Sixth. Okay, Cowboy Bob. After five, I feel like you got to move to a new state. Go to Louisiana. Go to Georgia. Go to Mississippi. They definitely ain't going to catch you there. The education system is terrible. Like, you know, go move around the South. Just stop. Like, you did it, man. You did it. You robbed five banks and got away with it. Just stop. Yeah, I feel like five is the magic number. Get a commemorative coin and (laughs) and stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, he was wearing... The real license plates on his Grand Prix as opposed to the usual stolen ones. So I bet you he thought, like, I'm going to switch it up on the girls because, 
you know, they've seen these stolen plates a lot. They might be following these stolen plates. Also, he's driving a Grand Prix. Y'all couldn't just stop, start randomly stopping Grand Prix. Y'all love stop yeah. and frisk until it comes to a white man. It ain't that many Grand Prix driving around in 1991 that are that powder blue. No. Like Totally. That in 91 and, and then it's a 70s car? No way. There, there's got to right. be like 10 of them in this In state. Irvin, Texas? Like, yeah. oh my goodness. So the police were able to trace the number remembered by a witness to a Ford worker named Pete Tallis at a nearby factory. Pete had given the Grand Prix to his sister, Peggy Joe. When told his car had been just used in a bank robbery, Pete responded, Bullshit, that car can't go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> your first response is I, I wasn't in the robbery yeah the, i don't even have the car no you <laughs> come on it's not they can't go that fast <laughs> that car's house horsepower is six yeah <laughs> <laughs> which if you think about it i mean six horses that's that's uh it's more power than you know i know it sounds low because <laughs> we have cars that are like 500. But I'll tell you what, six horses carrying me right now, bet you I could go pretty fast. I mean, maybe, you know. <laughs> like, so, Steve, I want to see you on six horses. Uh, <laughs> In a chariot. Where, yeah, just like yes. a, an old school Roman chariot. So Steve Powell and the police immediately went to the apartment of Peggy Joe, shared with her mother, expecting to find a cowboy boyfriend and a stash of cash. Instead, they just found Peggy Joe walking to her car and mother in the apartment. FBI agents pushed into the apartment, guns drawn, and searched Peggy Joe's room, even when they found the styrofoam mannequin head with beard on it and <laughs> with a beard on it and in the corner of the closet. The cowboy hat next to it and a sack of money under the bed, they continued to press Peggy Joe for the location of her boyfriend. So they saw, first of all, oh, Peggy Joe got a styrofoam. Shit. She's the organized. She got, she's theatrical. She said, let me get a styrofoam for this beer so it don't start getting wrinkly. Um, she had the cowboy hat in the corner. She had everything in there, right? And they said, where yeah. is the man? I love this. I love the turn that just this just took. This is great. This yes. If Peggy Joe is Cowboy Bob, I think Peggy Joe might be my new like hero. I love the misogyny of it all. I yeah. love that like y'all are so egotistical yeah. and so misogynistic that your brain didn't even stop for a moment. Didn't even pause when you no saw a cowboy think of this. hat yeah. and a fake beard. In Peggy Joe's room. You were like, uh, she must be fucking some man who puts yeah. these things on. <laughs> Only a, only a man could be this uh, this ballsy and this smart and this, and this calculated. Cunning. Only yeah. a man could fool us, the F, the B, and the yeah. I. No, if she got, <laughs> she's a lady bitch. She could never. So, oh, man. Good for bit, her. A little bit about Peggy Joe. Peggy Joe Tallis was born June 6, 1994 in Texas. Come on, Gemini energy. Is that a Gemini or is that a... I think that's a Gemini. I have um, no idea. Her friends knew her as an uh, endlessly kind, wild spirit. Her closest childhood friend, Karen Jones, says, What was most special about her was that she loved doing things other kids wouldn't do. She once drove me around looking for stray dogs to adopt, and then she took me over to the Yellow Belly Drag Strip Club just to watch the cars race. Oh, excuse me, drag strip. I added club. Look at me. A thought. Uh, <laughs> drag strip club versus drag strip. 
Two completely different experiences. Very different experiences. <laughs> if you think you're going to a drag strip club and you show up to a drag strip, you will be uh, disappointed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... In her 20s, she got her own apartment in North Dallas and was known to frequent nightclubs and go to the movies Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Those were her favorite. Her best friend at the time, another receptionist named Cherry Young, said she only cared about making enough money to pay the bills, buy a few drinks, and start saving for her little dream of living on a beach in Mexico. Turns out Peggy had an even wilder side. Once, she walked outside a bar, found a pickup with keys still in the ignition. She hopped in and took it for a joyride. The police eventually caught up with her, and she was convinced, or excuse me, convicted of a felony with five years probation. So, they gave Peggy Joe five years probation after she stole somebody's car. Peggy Joe, can we see a photo of her? Is she a bad bitch? I need to know. So as she got older, Peggy fell in love with a man she discovered to be married several months later, and her mother battled a degenerative bone disease. So her mother was living with her, right? So she's taking care Damn. of her mama. She was in love. Zoom in on Peggy Joe. Okay, Peggy Joe ain't hard on the eyes. She's got great no. hair. Yeah, yeah. And it Peggy looks like Joe's- she's maybe got a kid of some sort there. Yeah, it's her nephew. Oh, her nephew. A kid of some sort. You see a child in a photo. (laughs) Looks like she's got a kid. Looks like a kid or a small adult of some sort. I can't really tell. (laughs) Can't really make it out. (laughs) Maybe Uh, it's an adult that took a shrinking pill. I don't know. I can't tell. (laughs) So Peggy was scorned because she thought her and Bay were going to be together. It turns out Bay had a Mm. whole wife on the side. You hate to see it. So with a broken heart and paying bills, she stayed alone with her ill mother taking a series of jobs and moving from apartment to apartment. So she's moved from apartment to apartment. It sounds like the money wasn't uh, doing what money needs to do. Oh. That's one thing about poor people. As somebody that grew up without a lot of money, surprisingly, poor people, we move a lot. Uh, you're constantly moving when when you don't have money, which is like a weird contradiction. It's like... Right. You would think you would stay put. Totally, but you you have to move so much, so that, Could, that makes do sense. Do you know why you had to move so much? Uh, I mean, obviously funds, or, but like yeah, find cheaper cheaper housing in a different mm-hmm. area. Like um, you know, like for us, it was like constantly going from renting to owning, and then not being able to keep up with the mortgage. So you go back to renting again, or you downsize to a trailer, like. Then mm. you can afford a home now. Like, it's just constant fluctuation. But I that makes sense that to me because they, they move all the time. So, yeah, so this is, thank you for that insight because that's exactly what's happening here is like totally. she's moving around. You know, she's got an ill mother. I'm sure the medical bills were not cute, you know, yep, even with absolutely. government assistance. We know government assistance is a scam. So <laughs> they said assistance. Bitch, pay for it. I yeah. can't afford it. Pay for it. What you mean assistance? Just pay that's, for it. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't ask you for a, a government's like, we'll put some on it. The government's like, yeah. I got five on it. Like, <laughs> it's not assistance. It. You just basically gave me a coupon. It's like right. 15, 15% off my brain surgery. <laughs> Limited while supplies last. What you mean supplies? Y'all gonna run out of brain surgeries? Well, you we will. What? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So. She re- as she 
reached her 40s, once free-spirited Peggy Jo encountered her own medical problems as she injured her back, had to undergo an emergency mastectomy, and started taking anti-anxiety medication. So Peggy Jo was going through it. Peggy Jo had a lot of hard knocks. One, shout out to anybody out there who has, you know, an ill relative or, you know, someone that you have to care for. That is its own challenge and burden, and it's deeply unfair, and I really feel for you because it is the right thing to do to take care of your loved ones, but being marred by that kind of obligation, like, mentally, like, it's just... And then to have your own health problems on top of that, like, let Peggy Jo rob these banks. So tough, yeah. Being a caretaker is absolutely just a thankless, thankless thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you can't, I feel like there's not a lot of opportunities or spaces where you can rightfully complain about how much it fucking sucks because people see you as a saint. They see you as somebody who's doing something good and like saints can't complain. You know, Jesus could be like, oh, these raggedy ass disciples, like I gotta walk with these motherfuckers all the time. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Th- th- this is this is all very familiar to to my upbringing because my mom was uh, disabled growing up. My dad mm-hmm. was a caretaker. I remember, you know, my, my mom had a, a hospital bill of like like a couple of million dollars like that. This is all I, I feel for I'm, if it is Peggy. I'm waiting to find out the end here, but I'm on Peggy's side here. Peggy got yeah. pushed into this. And also like. That's how most people. Now I'm not gonna say that because some people just like crime, but you know a lot of people get pushed into crime. You know I have yeah. a lot of sympathy and empathy for people who steal and rob because you know I saw a tweet the other day that was like this manifesting shit ain't working. Shit, it's time to steal. And I was like, yeah, yeah. put them crystals away, <laughs> get out them black air forces. Um, <laughs> what we gonna do? Yeah. So the robberies. Back to the robberies. So. After her first robbery, ding, 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 Peggy Jo is the robber. In May of 1991, at the age of 46, that's when she pulled off her first lick. I I ain't mad at that. Because, like, listen, as a woman, especially in this society, you know, looks fade, people stop, you know. Like, as as a woman, for some reason, you get to a certain age, people start to think that you're a disposable bitch. Yeah. At 46, you know what you want. You know what you like. You know how to make yourself come. And you also can rob your own (laughs) banks. And we love it. So she walked into the Savings of America in Irving, dressed in the same outfit, stole $1,200. So $1,258 to be exact. Baby, Peggy. Peggy 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 Joe. No, we need more than that, Peggy. No, no no wonder she went over five times. Like, she wasn't stealing enough. Peggy, you need to be writing on the note how much you want. Put $20,000 yeah. in the bag. Like, $1,500, that's, that's going to get you what? In 1991, you might be able to pay three months rent. Yeah. And we're not yeah. talking about food. No. Peggy. In 91, we need 20 grand. We need 20 grand each, each robbery. Time. Each, each time lick. we need 20. Yep. So, $1,200? Oh, yeah, that's, Lord. That's Honestly, no twelve hundred. I'm coming back in and I'm I'm slapping around the bank teller. Like, bitch, you put twelve hundred dollars there. Yeah. Like, you sh- Peggy, you should have known when you got the bag, it was feeling a little light. <laughs> 
So a month later, she hit up the Texas Heritage Bank in Garland for $3,000. Okay, well, we're moving up. Okay. Not enough, okay. but... And then in May 1992, she hit the, Nas- the Nation's Bank in Mesquite, Texas for $5,317. So I will, I do appreciate that Peggy was, like, up in the bag. She knew she needed more. Yeah. Um. So during the Mesquite robbery, a teller tried to slip a die pack into the bills that was triggered to explode upon exit. Peggy Joe found the stack of bills and wordlessly handed back the... Uh, exploding um, ink pack, leaving the money unscathed. In September 1992, so I'm glad that she went through the stack of bills and was like, no, girl, you're not going to put an exploding pack in here. That's savvy. In September 1992, Peggy Jo got greedy. She robbed the first Gilberta Bank in Mesquite, Texas for $1,700, basically $1,772, before heading over to the... I was about to say, how she get greedy? But she, dropped, she robbed two banks. So then she headed over to First Interstate... Um, and this is the robbery that she got caught by. So she did two robberies in one day. So at first interstate, she managed to leave with $13,000. Damn, she was finally getting the... Oh, oh she man. was finally getting the bag. She finally did it. So tipping her hat with a gloved hand to the teller on the way out. I love that she kept the swag up. She was yeah. very much giving Butch Cassidy. She was giving... All the swag. When she was arrested, Peggy Joe wouldn't tell anyone why she decided to rob two banks or forgot to use the stolen plate that day. She admitted that she had robbed the banks to pay for her mother's medications and that she had no intention of robbing a second or third or fourth bank. So she robbed one and was like, I just got to get some coins. Then she was like, right. damn, that was actually kind of nice. <laughs> I feel like in a few ways, Peggy got caught in the bank robbery situation. Yeah. One, she needed the money. Two... Yeah. It was very easy. Three, she liked excitement. She was stealing cars, doing joy rides and shit. So she was like, ooh, yeah. and I got a thrill up my leg. Ooh. Yeah. She gets to have fun with costumes. Like, it's fun to dress up like right. this. She got a mannequin man. head for her beard. Yeah. Like, she was into <laughs> it. So Cherry Young, her homegirl, said, I guess it was hard for her to admit just how much fun she had being a bank robber. Because none of the robberies were carried out with any violence, she carried no weapons, Peggy Jo received a relatively light prison sentence of 33 months. I just feel like y'all don't need to let... Peggy just... she Jail is expensive. It costs taxpayers money to put people yeah. in prison. It probably yeah. costs more for her to be in jail for 33 months than it would have to just be like, Peggy, go out and pick up some trash on the side of the road. Don't rob no more Absolutely banks. it did. For sure. I think, like, in California, we pay... $50,000 a year per prisoner in taxes. Like, So it's like, what is this the, for? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Why are we paying that? Why should we be paying that kind of money to like rehabilitate their algorithm in their brain or whatever it is that also, has them? Maybe just give Peggy $50,000. Mm-hmm. Because then she could just move to Mexico, be Mexico's problem, and everybody <laughs> wins. That's a good point. Why don't we exile people anymore? We should just exile. Right. Just be like, go to another country. Right. I think for small crimes, like if you're a murderer, I'm not going to be like, now go to Honduras and keep killing. Right. But but if you were doing petty bank robbery, no violence, all swag, all all drip, you know, then like give her the money she needs. And we're going to put her in prison. For what? And it's costing us money. No, the ghetto. So when Peggy Jo got out of prison, she lived a quiet life, continuing to take care of her mother and taking small jobs. She found employment as a cashier at the Harbor Bay Marina on Lake Ray Hubbard, just outside of Dallas. Um, she belo- I love this is like cl- close to home. I know where all these places are. I've been to all these places. I've fished oh, at a crazy. lot of these places. So 
She was beloved by the locals for her unending kindness and warmth. After Peggy Joe's mother passed away in December 2002, Peggy bought an old Frontier RV off of Neighbor in 2004 and took it off or took off for a year. When she reached back to friends and family, she spoke of wanting to go down to Mexico, as she said, before life ran out on us. Aww. Oh, Peggy. Then in October 2004, Peggy Joe, disguised as an old man with a padded belly, a floppy hat, and baggy clothes, successfully robbed the Guarantee Bank in Tyler, Texas. Now, Tyler, Texas is a small town. So if someone came in to rob a bank in Tyler, Texas, I really feel like... Where's my accent hopping out? Where'd that come from? Um... It's because I said Tyler, and we all say Tyler like Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. You got to make the while long, Tyler. Tyler. Um, but so Tyler is like, you blink, you miss it. It's such a small town. Um, gotcha. And I was born very close to it. I was born in Terrell. So, um, yeah, she was out there robbing a small bank. On May 5th, 2005, remember, um, she robbed the bank in October 2004, another odd robbery occurred that morning. Peggy Joe, now 60 years old. Hey, sis. Nice. Come on. Walked into the Guarantee Bank and the same bank that she robbed a year ago and told the teller, this is a robbery. I need all of your money. Don't set any alarms. The Tyler, the teller gave Peggy Joe $11,241. With such a jackpot, Peggy Joe left in a rush and she failed to see the hidden dye pack and it exploded as she exited the bank, attracting attention of the nearby witnesses. Peggy! Come on, Peggy. You can't hey. you, you 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 can't forget little details. Little you details. You know what it is. You true to this, Peggy. Yeah, that's how. Peggy. Yep. You let little and, stuff go and you get caught. And I would be okay with this, Peggy, if you hadn't have sifted through some money before. But I guess that was twenty years ago, and yeah. you had sifted through the money and got the dye pack out and said, "Here you go, sis. I don't need that." Yeah. But like, you don't remember to say no dye packs. No die packs or I'll kill you. Like, you know, just throwing some, like, nothing. Peggy was trying to get to Mexico. Damn. Yep. Oh, I hate to see it. So within minutes, Peggy Joe uh, was hauled out of the parking lot. Uh, within minutes, Peggy Joe hauling out of the parking lot in her IV with a posse of police vehicles right behind her in a low-speed chase on the highway. Now, if you're in an RV, sis, hang <laughs> up. What's y'all going, 35 <laughs> miles per hour? Like For sure. Hang it up, sis. The RV couldn't even reach the speed limit. So in a last-ditch effort, Peggy Joe turned into a suburb in the edge of the city where she was soon boxed in by police cars. The RV stopped, and the cops leapt out of the cars, guns trained on the RV door. Peggy Joe picked up the toy gun as she kept uh, for emergencies, opened the door to the RV, hands on her side, and declared, You're gonna have to kill me. Holy shit, Peggy. What are you doing? Peggy, this is a fucking movie, bro. Peggy. This is a movie. Wow. This absolutely should be a movie. Officers begged her to stand down. According to witnesses, Peggy Joe Tallis' last words as she raised her hand and took a step out of the RV were, You mean to tell me if I come out of here with a gun and point it at y'all, you ain't gonna shoot me? Four shots rang out at the same time. Peggy Joe fell and died. Later, when authorities ran a records check, they realized it was Cowboy Bob. And when an FBI agent called Steve Powell to tell him of Peggy Joe's death, he said, Say it ain't so. <laughs> Steve from the FBI and I was so. like, uh-uh. I loved Say her. So uh. Peggy's best friend, Sherry, spoke of her and said, I think about her walking out of that bank, 60 years old, that bag full of money, and I have to say that she went out doing what she loved. 
We'll never understand it, but she was doing exactly what she loved. I wish I could write her a note and say, good for you, my sweet pig. Good for you. Oh, my God. How deflating that. I mean, it is. (laughs) Peggy Joe, did you watch Set It Out? Because you went out like Cleo (laughs) from Set It Out. Yes, 100%. Uh, she got out of the car like, do, 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 do. Peggy, did you have straight backs? Did you have cornrows? You, like, you have to be like Jada Pinkett in that movie. You got to ride off on the buses with the coins. Yeah, at the very end. Man, that is so, God, that's so deflating that she went out like that. And like, you could totally see how she, like how her life got there. She went um, out like a fucking G, but. It's sad when you think about why, because she yeah. knew she was facing jail time. She already did a bid. Yeah. She got a toy gun, so she knew she was basically begging them to take her out. She wasn't going to go to Mexico. She wasn't going to be able to fulfill her lifelong dream. She spent most of her life as a caretaker. She had a raggedy-ass man who yeah. was cheating on her with his wife. <laughs> yeah. She's in her 60s, and like we talked about before, like in this society, it's really hard for for an older woman to start a a career record with a criminal record. Like, what 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 possible outcome is there for her um, that's going to be you know bring any joy to her life? That is absolutely. I am a Peggy Joe fan, and I'm a Peggy Joe stan. I'm a Peggy Joe stan. Yeah. Yeah, I want, (laughs) I want, yeah, Peggy Jo needs, I wish, I wish she was still alive so that somebody could write and sell a movie and give, give her some of the proceeds. Give her the money. I know. Because damn, Peggy Jo. Man, America failed you, sis. Yeah. America failed you. Absolutely. And, and and what people want from us when this country fails us is for us to go quietly into the night. Yep. You know, politicians don't care how many people die. It's just a number on a ledger. You know, yep. that's the reason Greg Abbott's out here, which is so wild to me that Greg Abbott, who is someone who needs care, you know, who yep. has a disability and is yep. out here, incur- not even just encouraging, trying to demand that children go to school unmasked in Texas. Yeah. Like, it's just so wild to see the, you know, rampant selfishness and inhumanity in this country. And Peggy Joe, you deserve better. I mean, you a bad Deserve. bitch, though. Yeah, yeah. Bad. So much respect. So much respect for to 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 have the, just to have the courage to to just be like, you know what, fuck this shit, fuck everything that has has kind of like you know worked against me my whole life. I'm, I'm just gonna do you know a really clever, really clever job of, of robbing banks. The only thing that Peggy Joe did wrong, other than the die thing, is like. Man, you had to get more money. Like you she had just to got steal more. More money. Yeah. If that first lick, if she had come in there, yep. and see, that's the thing. Women are always underpaid. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we make see, it. That bank teller would have given. See, a man would have gotten. A you man know, definitely would have gotten more than a thousand dollars because the bank teller would have yeah. been like, he probably gonna be mad if I don't yeah. give him more. But I, fuck that bank teller for trying to pay my good sis Peggy. 40 cents on the dollar, bitch. No. Give my good sis Peggy her 100% robbery. No. That's so funny. No. That's so no. funny. 
See, yeah, that's what it was. That was, you know. But actually, yep. no, because they thought that the bank teller was a man. They thought Cowboy Bob was a man. So I guess the bank tellers were just like, I'm not going to give up this much coin. Damn. Yeah. Can't or maybe the bank teller excuse. could just feel the feel the, the deeply ingrained <laughs> feminine in, energy uh, uh, coming from Peggy Joe's spirit. But also, as women, I hope that you take this as a, uh, we can all take this as a takeaway. Because even if the, the teller wasn't discriminating, Peggy Joe wasn't asking for what she was worth. She yeah. was scared that they were going to yeah. say no. There you go. So she was asking for less when the men out here asking for more. I bet That's you a right. man would have thumbed through that cash and been like, this is not enough. Hey, it's me. It's a robbery again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to put <laughs> I totally, at least 50K I, in this bag. Because, like, if you're going to rob Probably would have shot somebody. Right. One yeah. and done. Like, yeah. and if you got to do two, if you need to learn a lesson, she did get more the second time. She got 3000 the second time. But the second time, you should come in there and really... Rob yep. the place. Like, like, we're only doing this one more time. One more time, I'm getting 50 grand, and I'm getting the fuck out of this place. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting 100. I'm getting whatever you got. And if you shortchange me, it, it's your ass. Yeah. So, man. All right. Peggy Joe, big ups to you, man. An yeah. icon. A legend. I agree. The moment. Legend Peggy Joe. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let James go. Robbery! Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. We are back, and it's time for Scammer of the Week. This is when we honor a charlatan, or maybe we flog them. Maybe we don't like them. We'll see. Um, but, you know, someone who stood out, someone who's particularly worthy of note, we'll say that, because note doesn't necessarily mean good. So today we're talking about a mother of three who's suing a woman who used her children as props in a crowdfunding scheme that generated hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. Interesting. Late last month, Dasha Kelly started a GoFundMe asking for $2,000 in rent money to help keep a roof over her heads of her and her three daughters. It was discovered, okay, Dasha, I'm not mad at this. I actually love it. Nope, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Dasha, I don't even care if these are not your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Dasha is giving me destitute. Yeah. She is giving down and out. And so are the kids. Yeah, the kids are. are giving sadness. And all these kids are beautiful. These kids yeah. are like freaking Oshkosh Bagosh, like yep. Target commercial, gorgeous little babies. And all the, the one kids, right next to her has has her little head on on yeah. It's like that's my really baby. She I'm ready is, to give money. 
the girl in the pink, um, and I will put this uh, picture on the page so y'all can see for yourselves, but the little girl in the pink who's sitting uh, next to Dasha has her head on her fake mama's shoulder. She's giving hungry. <laughs> she got one arm out, making it look extra skinny. She's giving malnourished. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. And then the one in the blue on the other side uh, of the mom, she's like holding on to the, not the mom, but holding on to the fake mom, looking at her in her eyes like, when you gon' feed us, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one in the blue next to the little girl in the pink, she's kind of giving like, I don't, I'm not here for this. But in the context of the other children, it's giving, I can't even hold my head up. I'm so <laughs> yeah. hungry. <laughs> my body's so weak. My body's so weak. My little baby body is so weak. I love oh. it. I love this. So it was discovered in a CNN interview that the girls were not her biological children, something that was added retroactively to the GoFundMe page. Shadia Hilo, the girl's actual mother, filed a lawsuit against Kelly because Kelly never had her permission to showcase her children as props. As a result, the GoFundMe has frozen the campaign. Okay, so Shadia, let's talk. Shadia, (laughs) you're fucking up the bag. Yeah. Shadia. Don't tell me for a second that you weren't mad that your friend, Dasha, was getting coins off of your babies. Yeah. And that's okay. You should be mad for that. She didn't ask your permission. She didn't ask your permission to photograph your beautiful children who should be models. Like, let me be their manager. But at the same time, why not just be like, let's go half or I'm going public? Yeah. Where's my cut? Where's my cut? Where's my cut? Just get your cut. That's all. Yeah. Shania, at one point, the the figure was raised to more than $234,000. Oh, my God. Shania, you could have made, uh, yeah. Shania, you could have got $117K. Honestly, you could have been like, since the kids are mine, take most of the money. Yeah. 60-40. Yeah. Because obviously, Dasha's on hard times, and if she has access to your kids, then she must be at least your friend, I would hope. yeah, or maybe maybe I don't give my kids out for photo really shoots. <laughs> right. Even yeah. if she's the babysitter, you're letting her watch your children, which means you have to have some level of trust. So totally. like break her off some. Yeah. Because at the same time, like she could be like, look, if you gonna take half, I could also say, like, we're in this together and none of us get the money. So both of y'all got the same liability if y'all decide to do the scam. So go half on it. What's going yeah. on? See, Shadia, I think you're a hater. Yep. Yeah. And hate. Hate can fuck up your bag. It will, yeah, absolutely. So your se- own bag, too. Your own bag. Your like Shadia could have made. Yeah, gotten your own way, Shadia. Sh- Shadia, instead of yeah. being a hater, you could have looked at this as an opportunity. You could have been a yeah. congratulator. <laughs> so. $70,000 of the money was refunded to donors. Uh, Kelly's explanation is, my partner is the children's father whom I do not live with, and I take care of these girls in my home for periods of time and have for the last couple years. Okay. So Hilo, uh, which is Shadia, the girl's actual mother, is upset at the implication that Kelly publicly referred to the girls as her daughters. So Shadia. Your kids are beautiful. Yes, I'm sure it would be a little embarrassing when people were like, Shadia, them not your kids. Like, I saw yeah. them on the GoFundMe, Shadia. I donated to them not your kids. You was lying this whole time when we was doing play dates, Shadia. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. There's a little pride, but, you know, what comes before the fall? Like, Shadia, this is 
This is fucked up. Also, I want to say that these kids do look mixed race and the woman is of darker complexion and a black woman. So people right. are probably also like, damn, this poor black woman like got run off. The white man yeah. was with it. A white off. guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, or what they Just, would assume to be white. We don't know the race of the father. But, you know, yeah. like this story was juicy. Also, here's my last qualm. So I'm going to say, one, I fuck with Dasha. Two, Shadia, you a hater. So I don't fuck with you because you could have got your bag <laughs> and this could have not been news. What's wrong with yep. you? Yeah. My second point is, page. I don't know how I feel about GoFundMe refunding money because the story was a lie. Right, Ugh. right. What is their role? Is like, what is what is that? How does that work? I don't know how I feel about that because yeah. let's be honest, GoFundMe is a place where you tell a sad story, you know, you tell your business. Yeah. And then you hope that it appeals to people's empathy enough to crowdfund the coins that you need. Um, right. So that could, it, it runs the gamut from I'm stuck at All-Star Weekend, I need a plane ticket, to I need to bury a loved one. And everything in between. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is like, if you give of an open heart to a, to a cause that you deem is worthy... Why do you get a refund just because it's not what you thought it was? Yeah, yeah. What is the, what is the like? Um, what did what you is lose? The role in that? Yeah. What did yeah. you lose from the purchase? Because like in that in that way, it makes me think like is GoFundMe a purchase of uh, empathy? Like yeah. I I bought some good deed. Yeah. Because that's the only way that a it's refund kind of the would same. make sense. It's like when it's like when people refuse to give money to an unhoused person because they might say like, you know, uh, hungry, need food. And, and they're like, I'm not giving that person money because they're going to use it on drugs. Like, OK, well, yeah. Wouldn't you want to do drugs if you were in that predicament? Like or if you were a drug addict and you needed to survive, like, what the fuck do you care? It's either right. you give them money for it's still it's they still need money. And why is it, and and that is something that we all need to decolonize from our brains, is this classist system that's keeping us all down, that if you are, if you have a little bit more money than an unhoused person, that you now get to decide what that unhoused person does with the money that you give to them. Do you know how absolutely unhinged it would be if you gave an unhoused person like $20 and then you came back the next day and were like, what you do with that 20? Let me see the receipts. Let me what see the get? fruits of that. Yeah, let me see. Are what you, you happier? Got. Give me a smile. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> give me a smile. Oh my god. That's yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's yeah. It so is. I, I don't know if GoFundMe should be giving refunds because honestly, like, why don't we just not talk about if if GoFundMe finds out? But I guess it's like. GoFundMe is trying to establish themselves as a legitimate platform for crowdfunding for legitimate. credibility yeah i'm sure that they're like oh if we don't do this they'll think all of our stuff could be scams like and then people will stop giving i guess i i get it it is a weird (laughs) place though it's a it's a weird like vague gray moral kind of like yeah um, yeah, but also Shadia, this is your fault. Like you should have just got half of the money, two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Shadia, yeah, you have Shadia three kids. Out. I don't you know care who if wouldn't you're rich. Have done that. 
Peggy Joe wouldn't have done that. Peggy Joe wouldn't have done that. Peggy Joe's a no. real bitch. Yeah. She would have never done that. Man, if Peggy Joe was alive during GoFundMe, man, oh, we would man. set you up, sis. We would set yep. you up. Absolutely. But guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Damn, this was fun, James. It was so good talking to you. What a blast. What a yes. blast. Lacey, it's it's so good talking to you. It's uh I've missed you. It's been it's been I too long. I missed you too, man. This was yeah. just fun for me. Like I, I forget people are oh, gonna yeah. listen to this. Uh but I think I it'll know, be fun for you guys too. I know it will. But uh James, we always ask, where do you want to be found? Um, you can try, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram, uh Jmaz1111. I also would encourage you to check out um, the Instagram of the Comedy Co-op LA, which is um, a workers cooperative comedy theater that we're currently starting, a group of us um, in, a, in a steering committee. And, and we're looking to start a theater that that pays comedians and, um, you know, gives comedians agency over the conditions in which they perform and allows them to be a part of the direction of the theater. So it's really um, beautiful. It's such check uh, it out. Thank you for doing this work because that's been one of the real things that I was sad about for young actors is like not having the community that we had coming up. I know. Same. My first improv teacher, Laura Chen, wrote Florida Girls and James was on an improv team with her. And like she like, you know, we all ended up in her show in some capacity, like you on the writer's side and on screen and me on screen. Like, you know, like and that was because of the community that we had where we could meet like minded people and come up together and work together. So thank you so much for doing that, James. It's really, really dope. Drop that Instagram name one more time for the folks in L.A. The Comedy Co-op. The Comedy Co-op. Yeah. L.A. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Like, yeah. And guys, as always, scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Snitch on your friends and family. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. If you want to find us online, scamgoddesspod on all platforms. If you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. Guys, all my shows are streaming right now, honey. Florida Girls on Show Max, uh, Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO Max, all the Maxes, honey. And then all of the episodes of iCarly on Paramount Plus. So if you want to binge, they're all out there now. Um, congregation, take a note from Peggy Joe. And when you rob, ask for what you deserve. And stay scheming. Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 